Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 14th of August, the 226th day of 2023, with 139 days ahead of us on our way to 2024. A little over a month to go before the autumnal equinox, and I'm recently returned from an historic English seaside locale known as Deal, as in let's make a deal, just down the road from Canterbury. Molly and Angus, our hosts in Deal, were at the ready with multifarious information and our flat had wonderful gems, such as a map of the Godwin Sands, a cartographical, a cartographical eulogy to hundreds of shipwrecks from the 17th through the 20th centuries. Numerous nautical artifacts grace this guest residence as Angus is an avid sailor. This past Thursday morning in the English Channel on the western shore of which one finds Deal, my friends Adam and Joanna Toothaker were paddling an inflatable kayak and I was swimming alongside. The three of us headed toward France in a relatively straight route considering the wind was blowing one way and the formidable channel current was headed another. The expression, like swimming in a washing machine, came to mind, for such can often be the nature of open water ocean swimming almost anywhere, certainly in Maine during events such as the 2.4 mile Nubble Light Challenge, which occurred this past Saturday. Meanwhile, on the other side of the pond, Michael Oram, Ramsgate's seasoned boat pilot who has tended many channel swimmers for more than a quarter century, says the channel is like a river. An apt enough analogy so long as one factors in what an enormous river that is, though not near the magnitude of our Gulf Stream of the eastern shore of the U.S., the western edge of the Atlantic. The world is a beautiful place to be born into, writes Lawrence Ferlinghetti, if you don't mind some people dying all the time. Some sad synchronicity in that regard happened for me and perhaps others this past week. Five days ago, after Adam and Joanna had paddled and I had swum a mile or so out to sea and had turned about to return to Molly and Angus's late 19th century three-story house that we were temporarily inhabiting the bottom of, we remarked how easily from afar we could see our accommodations given the structure's unique color, different from that of its neighbors to the north or the south on the shore street known as the Marina. So it wasn't much of a stretch to offhandedly refer to the house as Big Pink, using that moniker as our bearing while we were tossed by two-foot waves and nudged by 15-knot winds gusting to 20, attempting to maintain a course heading home. Eerily odd, then, regaining land at our whimsically nicknamed Big Pink Base of Operations that we would soon learn, once we'd rinsed the Atlantic Ocean off all the gear, that Robbie Robertson had passed that day. Robbie Robertson, once upon a time an inhabitant of a house far away, nicknamed Big Pink, one of the enduring symbols of American music. Today in 1040, King Duncan I of Scotland was killed in battle against his first cousin and rival, Macbeth, but not murdered in his sleep, as that old wily improviser Will Shakespeare would have us believe. 
Today in 1281, during Kublai Khan's second Mongol invasion of Japan, the Khan's invading Chinese fleet of 3,500 vessels disappeared in a typhoon near Japan. Today in 1846, Henry David Thoreau was jailed for refusing to pay taxes. Today in 1862, Abraham Lincoln became the first U.S. president to confer with a group of African Americans presenting proposals for change. Today in 1873, the magazine Field and Stream began publishing. Today in 1880, the Kölner Dom, otherwise known as the Cologne Cathedral, the largest Gothic cathedral in Northern Europe, was completed, having commenced construction in 1248. Today in 1882, Queen Victoria received the Zulu chief, Setewayo. Today, in 1935, the U.S. Social Security Act became law. Today, in 1945, Ho Chi Minh's Viet Minh launched a coordinated uprising against French rule across Vietnam. Today, in 1965, Sonny and Cher's I Got You, Babe hit number one. Heavenward from the middle of July to the latter third of August, the annual Perseid meter shower at varying rates has been populating our nights yesterday and today around 3 a.m. While our slender crescent moon hangs in the constellation Gemini, we have been favored with a predicted peak of nearly 100 meteors per hour. Today is the birthday in 1642 of Cosimo III de' Medici, Grand Duke of Tuscany and Monarch of Florence, and 1851 of Doc Holliday, American dentist, gambler, and gunfighter, and 1881 of American actor Francis Ford, and 1925 of American writer and humorist Russell Baker, and 1926 of American writer Alice Adams and American jazz singer Buddy Greco and French cartoonist René Gossier. In 1941, of American rock singer-songwriter David Crosby. In 1945, of American comedian Steve Martin and German filmmaker Wim Wenders. In 1947, of American writer Danielle Steele and of English folk singer Maddie Pryor. In 1950, of a cartoonist, Gary Larson. In 1959, of American Basketball Hall of Fame point guard... Magic Johnson in 1960, of British actress Sarah Brightman in 1961, of American actress Susan Olsen in 1966, of American actress Hale Berry, and in 1968, of American-British actress Catherine Bell. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the ninth official week of summer and to the 33rd week of 2023.